What's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And what's up, bitches? This is Sierra. Who is dying at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Bitch and Murders. Singular. (laughs) We might be out of the second bitch by the end of the episode. (laughs) Singular, singular bitch. This is just one bitch now. Man, I'm not even gonna have a cool episode about me. It's just gonna be like, "What's up, bitches? This is Morgan." You Sierra all heard doesn't it know happen. how to drink fluids like a fucking adult. There is no mystery. Stay cool. spooky, but not so spooky that you dr- choke on your Celsius. I mean, at least you would probably go viral and be famous. Be like, "Hey, not only did this girl who runs a podcast about true crime die, but she died right on the podcast while they were recording." <laughs> Doing it for you. I'm doing this for you guys. <laughs> oh fucking Christ. All right. What are we talking about? I ain't gonna fuck um, the day up. I'll tell you what we're not talking about. We're not Candles? talking about a serial killer. Okay. So I'm just gonna put that right out here. That we're not talking about a serial killer. Just Is- don't get your hopes up. Is there only one, or was it like a mass murder? It was. It was a, this, a singular event. One, singular not a mass event. event. Okay, but okay. you know it has to be good if I'm <laughs> talking about it, <laughs> because normally those are not my forte. Yeah, I like that. Like moral slash psychological fuckery is weirdly my specialty, but just. Straight out of pocket fucking weirdness is your specialty. <laughs> yeah. Like just the things that you never knew were humanly possible. That's my specialty. <laughs> um, and this is this is this is kind of one this is kind of one of those. Um, Do you remember when you were on a string of cases that were just shoving sticks up people's asses? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought about that, but then I was like. Maybe I shouldn't bring up my very specific niche. <laughs> oh no, I will also bring magicians? up your very specific niche. A lot of magicians. I have a weird amount oh, of yeah. magician stories. <laughs> yeah. Like if I had a nickel for every time I talked about a magician who was also a serial killer, I'd have like three nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's. It's weird that it happened oh. thrice. Yeah, real weird <laughs> that it happened thrice. <laughs> Fuck. This does not involve magicians either. Oh, Sorry to disappoint. There's no magicians and there's no sticks up asses? What the fuck are we even talking about? I know, I know. Letting you down. But we'll, let's just we'll we'll just see how you feel about it by the end, okay? Oh, God. Okay, so, so I'm watching fan of the opera later to make up for this. <laughs> So we're gonna talk about a family. Aww. A family. Aww. Family values. So um the dad of this family is Joel Michael Guy Sr. Already don't like it. <laughs> he was born February 10th of 1955, and he worked as a pipeline engineering designer. So good I job. Don't- I don't like his name, and I don't like that he's a senior, which means that he passed that name along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. I don't um, like him already. His what? Okay. He's fine. He didn't do anything wrong. He's innocent. 
He's he's a good guy. Um, and then his wife is Lisa. Um, she used to be Lisa Madare, but obviously she was Lisa Guy because she Madare. Yeah, like M A D E R E. I don't have good vibes about Lisa. Lisa's fine. She didn't do anything wrong. We're not talking about anybody bad. This these are victims we're talking about right now. They're they didn't do anything wrong. I don't trust you. Uh, she was born August 8th of 1961, so she was like six years younger than him. Eh, okay. Pretty normal age gap. Yeah. Um, and she worked as a human resources accounts payable administrator at Jacobs Engineering in Oak Ridge. So they both had pretty good jobs. His uh-huh. was probably a little bit more higher paying than hers, I would guess. But like she probably made pretty good money as well. Good um, for them. Yeah, so they had a son who was named Joel Michael Guy Jr. What a name to pass on. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> um, he was born in 1988. Um, he graduated from the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts in 2006. Um, and before that, he went to Hanville High School. Um, he never worked his entire life. Never had a job. He was supported by his family, like his whole life. Okay. He was often described as distant, as an outsider. Um, his mom, like, doted on him, like, gave him everything he wanted. But people said that he never really bothered to, like, not only just establish relationships with anyone outside of the family, but it really didn't seem like he tried to establish any relationships with people inside of the family either. Like, even though his mom, like, Mm. spoiled him rotten, like, he wasn't really close with his family. Bad vibes. So he spent one semester at George Washington University, and then he transferred to Louisiana State University and moved to Baton Rouge, and he was starting, like, he was in school to become a plastic Mm. surgeon. So the guys sold their house. This was happening in Tennessee. What a wild choice. So they sold their house in Knoxville and they planned to retire to a place called Sergoinsville, which is also in Tennessee. And on Thursday, November 24th of 2016, Thanksgiving, um, Guy Jr. and his three half sisters all attended what was going to be the last event at the Knoxville house before they moved. So actually, we're going to come we're gonna come back to that so the last time that lisa was Wait, seen three half sisters like was his mom previously married i think i think you know i'm not sure which of them was previously married the sisters don't really have much to do with it like they're not very involved so i didn't really like delve too deep into them okay i'm fixating on unimportant details got it <laughs> no, no you're fine <laughs> Um, so Lisa, the last time she was seen was on surveillance footage at Walmart, where she was just buying like some random stuff, um, at 12.15 p.m. Okay. So a couple days later, after this, um, this was November 21st. Sorry, forgot to say that. Yes, November 21st, I'm pretty sure. So okay. she's seen buying stuff at 12.15. A couple days later, her boss, Jennifer Whitehead, um was like she hasn't come in for work this is very much not like her at all um so they called in a welfare check so 
Knox County officers Stephen Ballard and Jeremy McCord were the first to go visit the house on Golden View Lane. And when they first got there, they thought that it was empty. Um, it was put up for sale. You know, there's like a big for sale sign out front. But there wasn't like a, you know how when real estate agents will like take over a house that's empty, they put like the lock. Yeah, the little lockbox thing. thing. Yeah, the lockbox. Um, there wasn't, there was like a for sale sign, but there was no lockbox. And when they, they ended up like, you know, walking through the house uh, or walking around the house. Um, so they had looked through the front door and they could see groceries on the floor and they could see things that were like perishable. So they could see like bacon, sausage, ice cream. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, this is so weird. Like, why would there be like, if the house is empty, why would someone leave groceries that need to be refrigerated? So then they go around to the back door and they realize that the back door doorknob had been removed. So it's just like an empty hole. And someone had installed the back door doorknob on the front door. Okay. So, but they could see, you know, through the hole in the missing doorknob. And they could said they could feel heat coming out and then a like a weird smell. And then they could also like kind of see the groceries just, you know, from a different angle. Um, so they ended up finding one of the car like there was a couple of cars there at the house, even though it seemed like it was empty and there was nobody there and like there's all this weirdness going on. So they kind of poke around the cars, they find one of them is open. And they, there's, like, a garage door opener in the car. So they use the garage door opener to, like, open the garage, obviously, and, like, get in through the house that way. Um, so the first thing they discover is a table. And on this table is the wallet for the family, like, both, like, the, the wife's and the husband. So Joel Sr. and Lisa's wallets are on the table. And there's also a sledgehammer on the table and several rifles that escalated so fast yeah so downstairs the stove was left on oh and there was a pot that was like boiling on the stove and then they saw you know in the kitchen they saw the grocery items that they had seen previously um as they went farther into the house they could also hear a dog barking from somewhere but they weren't yes, sure exactly like dog. where the dog was. Um, so they look down a hallway and do you want to guess what they see? Bodies. Parts. Yeah. Parts? Uh, they look down a hallway and from the hallway they spot Joel Sr.'s severed hands. Oh dear. And so they pursue the hands of course (laughs) they go down to where the hands are and they discovered uh dismembered corpses in a solution in a a solution they don't know what it is yet in the bathroom Uh, okay besides this they also find a sewer line cleaner a big bag of baking soda liquid fire brand drain cleaner, hydrochloric acid, drain opener, lye, hydrogen peroxide, bleach, and a bleach sprayer. They also found um, an open suitcase, like someone was about to get ready to pack, 
with um, the name and address of an Ace Hardware store in Louisiana with a note about how they have the sewer line cleaner. Like these talk, like these, these were like toxins. Like this was like heavy, heavy duty, like cleaners and stuff. Like they had to literally get a biohazard team. Like the KCSO hazmat team had to come and remove the biohazard stuff. And it took them like multiple days because there was just so much stuff to remove. So, do do you want to know what happened to them first, or do you want to know about how they found him first? Uh, mm, Found who did this? What do you mean, found who did this? It's fucking Paul St. Jr. (laughs) Paul? His name is Joel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why my brain decided his name was Paul. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Paul. Joel, whatever. Whatever generic white man name that ends with an L. Name. He is. The receipt's from Louisiana. He goes to school in Louisiana. What do you mean how they found who did it? Yeah, so they uh, found that young Joel Jr. here. Um, was caught on several surveillance cameras buying supplies. Um, He used cash for every transaction and self-checkout most of the time. Um, He started buying supplies as early as November 7th. He tried so hard to not get got and he still got got. Yeah. November 7th, he purchased um, at an Ace Hardware in Napoleonville. He bought several things, including muriatic acid and hydrogen peroxide. And then on the 18th at Home Depot, he bought bleach sprayer, extension cords, stuff like that. Um, November 19th at Academy Sports, he's seen picking up uh, like a big knife. And then November 21st, they catch him on camera at the Knoxville Walmart buying a big um, plastic blue tote uh, large enough to put the bodies in. So, do cashiers just not ask questions? Apparently not anymore. Because on November 26th, he obviously um, attacked and killed his father. So, his father was in a second floor exercise room. Well, this was while his mom was out shopping for the groceries at the Walmart. Um. He clearly, like, didn't sneak up on him necessarily because there was, like, evidence of a struggle. Like, and pretty good evidence. Like, not only was there blood, like, all over the walls and the floor, but, like, the blinds were torn off of the window. The They had one of those big Bowflex machines. I don't know if you remember those from the ads, but, like, those bitches are big. Oh, I remember the Bowflex machines. My dad had one. It was overturned. It was what? that much of a struggle that they upturned the Bowflex machine. Jesus Christ. I don't even think I could do that. Like, if I just saw one, I don't think I physically am strong enough to just, like, knock it over. Mm-hmm. If I tried. Like. Oh, absolutely not. Like, that's a, that is a struggle. Yeah. Um, but he did 
win. Obviously. <laughs> um, obviously. And his mom comes home just a little bit after that. And, you know, so she comes in, you know, drops the groceries down, um, heads upstairs, probably either she heard noise or maybe she was just going to check on her husband. A uh, little unclear on why she went upstairs. Um, but she went upstairs at where Joel attacked her and killed her with the same knife. Um, he stabbed her so many times and so severely that nine of her ribs were completely severed. Nine? Nine. Fuck, dude. Yeah. So after he does all of that fun stuff, he then removes his father's hands, dismembers them at the wrist, and just kind of like, for no reason? Like, he just kind of left them there. Like I said, like, they just saw them on, like, the floor of the hallway, like, kind of in the doorway to the exercise room. Mm -hmm. Like, just kind of left them there. So, no real fucking reason. Um, He then removed Lisa's head, which he then carried downstairs. And um, do, do you remember when I brought up that the stove was on? And there was a pot on the no, stove. No, no, no. Don't you go where I think you're going. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he he put the, the her head in a big thing of water and was boiling it on the stove. And what is somehow worse about that to me is when they like the forensic examiner and everything like had a chance to look at the bodies later on. Her head, th though he had a large knife, her head was not removed with a knife. He. What else do you remove a head with? He physically ripped her head from her body. Uh, the forensic examiner described it as broken off with extreme force. So, what? I didn't know that was physically humanly possible. What? To be quite honest. Do you, you? Hmm. What? Yeah. Do you want to run that by me? No, don't run that by me again. Which I mean, gratefully, of course, she was deceased when this happened. So, like, she did Thank not fucking God. this or know that this happened. Uh, but that's about one of the most horrific things I can imagine. Um, both of the victims also had their arms and legs dismembered. Um, Guy Sr. was dismembered at the waist. Lisa was dismembered at the knees. And their limbs and torsos were placed in a bin full of chemicals. That big plastic tote bin that he had bought. Um, full of chemicals to dissolve. And then each of the bodies had a, like, he basically, like, cut open their torsos, like, really big. Like, almost like a pseudo-autopsy kind of a thing. Um, so, which, honestly, this was, like, a little smart on his part. I will give him this, because most people who just 
try to dissolve people's bodies in acid. It just never works out well. And clearly it didn't work out well here either. But he did think to like cut open their chests and stuff so the liquid could get in faster. Mm-hmm. So instead of like absorbing through all the layers, it can like be absorbing through the inside and the outside at the same time. Uh, and that's more than most people do. However, bad idea for a, a myriad of reasons, but also that that leaves lets off so many fumes. Like, don't do that in an enclosed space. Why the fuck would you ever do that in your bathroom? Have you not watched Breaking Bad? Like. Also, I just want you to know that I looked up a picture of this man because I just needed to see it. And like, mm, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Also, I also like that one of the Googles, like one of the recommended Google searches was what happened to their dog? (laughs) Yeah, I also. (laughs) It's a valid question. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. The dog's name was Jake. He's a white and black little pibby and I love him. Well, at and least we know he wasn't injured. He got adopted. Good. Good. Because I was like, I knew that he wasn't, like, hurt or anything. No, like, he he's just really cute. Um, so. Anyway. Th- fucking yikes. Moving on from all of that horribly horrific. I just wanted a little palate cleanser of the yeah. dog's okay. Yeah. The, the, the dog is... <laughs> um so obviously in the fight like that was quite a significant fight um and joel jr uh ended up obviously having like several cuts to his hands including like a pretty deep one on his left thumb so 3 30 p.m that day he was spotted at walmart's first aid section buying bandages and like ointment and then he also bought like isopropyl and hydrogen peroxide which is like didn't you have enough hydrogen peroxide at home kind of feels like you already bought a shit ton of hydrogen peroxide but okay buy more sure um and then on sunday he must have decided that this just wasn't like the band-aids weren't doing the job because he ended up driving back to baton rouge and then he had his wounds treated at like like the student clinic, like at his uh, college. <coughs> so, um, <laughs> he, okay, so like when this happened, obviously, because like I said, you know, the, the cops were called for a welfare check, they found all of this. And right away, obviously, they were like, there's a mom and a dad, and then there's a son. Where's the son? Like, not only do we need to tell him that his parents died, but like where is he um so the fbi and so the fbi knox county sheriff office and the baton rouge sheriff office all were surveilling him at the same time (laughs) um so they surveilled him for a couple of days and then on tuesday the 29th they arrested him uh he was getting ready to get into his 2006 Hyundai Sonata um, at his Nicholson Drive apartment complex parking lot. So, like, you know, he comes out of his apartment and tries to get in his car, and they're like, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, 
And you know what they found in the trunk of his car? A meat grinder. <laughs> no, I was trying to come up with something terrible and then it was terrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ah. Oh, it, it gets... It doesn't get better, but it does get more infuriating. What do you more mean ridiculous, it gets more infuriating? Not really infuriating. How could it get what? Because the cops, the cops really did their job on this one. Surprisingly, the last couple cases I've covered, the cops have all done just a fine job. Um, no, but there's there's still a why. Is the why trash? I feel like the why is trash. Well, it's more ridiculous than anything. But okay, so he they take him into custody. He pleads not guilty. <laughs> so, so okay, but even better. <laughs> Oh he pleads not guilty, but at the same time, he also files a motion that he be given the death penalty if he's convicted. What? Which is about the least not guilty thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, who does that? Who's like, this is the- so I didn't do it, but if I did do it, kill me. This is the fucking dumbest smart person I think we've ever covered. Yeah. So the only thing that's gonna make like the like the piece de resistance, the only thing that's gonna make this better is if like this fucktard kept like a journal and was like, LOL, I'm gonna go kill my parents. Why are you laughing like that? So okay, so do not tell. So, do not tell Joel me that there was a defense counsel. <laughs> do not. No, no, we're not talking about that. So, Joel Jr.'s defense counsel, John Halstead and Jonathan Harwell, literally had zero evidence to uh, show on his behalf. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even try to make up a story. They were like, oh, dog, we got nothing. (laughs) The the trial took four days. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, He was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Um, So he was found guilty of, hold on, I have it up here at the top. He was convicted on two counts of abuse of a corpse, two counts of felony murder, Two counts of first degree murder. So they really okay. they were not playing any games. They're like, you're yeah. you get everything. <laughs> so he's Christ. still alive. Um, obviously. This As just happened in 2016. One um, do. he's currently incarcerated at the Northwest Correctional Complex in Tiptonville, Tennessee. But here's the kicker. What do you mean, but? So, you know how I said the defense had no evidence for him? Yeah. And obviously, the prosecution had a a lot of evidence. There was a lot of evidence against this man, as we've Mm -hmm. kind of covered. But there's one additional piece of evidence that the prosecution at his trial submitted. I swear to God. And it was a... A handwritten journal. I swear to found in his backpack. God. (laughs) 
This is so fucking stupid. And the, believe me, there's there's a lot to this journal. This journal was well, dense. Dear Diary, at 12.02 p.m. today, I'm going to go pick up acid to dissolve my parents' bodies in later. LOL. See, he writes more like I do, where he writes <laughs> less like, not like, Dear Diary, this is what I'm going to do today. But it was more like... I would say less of a diary and more of like an actual like journal. Like he was more making lists of like, I need to do this. Then I need to do that. Then I need to do this. Like a little, I'll read you a little, a little excerpt here. Oh, please do. And this is like, I'm just going to preface that this is really disconnected. Cause like I said, he wrote this as like a list. Like it's all bullet pointed. Like it's not cohesive sentences. So like, this was kind of like his list on one of the pages. So the first thing is get killing knives. They got to be quiet. <laughs> And he wants multiple. And then in, with a little star next to it, he wrote, get carving. <laughs> Getting carving knives to make small pieces. Oh. And then underneath that was get sledgehammer to crush bones. Underneath that was bring a blender and food grinder to grind meat. And then underneath that was get bleach to denature proteins. <laughs> then get plastic bin for a denaturation process. Does not matter where they're killed. Just get rid of bloody spots to prevent evidence of time of death, not the mattress or couches. Get rid of bodies inside house. They're in my DNA already there. Open doggy door to provide entryway. He needs to be blamed, not intruder. Flush chunks down toilet, not garbage disposal. Get plastic sheeting for disposal process. Get hollow point bullets just in case we'll be seen buying bullets. Just use computer room gun. Check to make sure there are bullets. Last resort. And then underneath this is kind of like a side note of little more stuff. And he's like, he's not alive to claim her half of the insurance money. All mine. $500,000. Flood the house. Covers up forensic evidence. Turn heater up as high as it goes. Speed decomposition. Bleach reacts with luminol just like blood. Douse area with bleach. Big sprayer. Lie. Trash compactor? Question mark? What? Body gives time of death. Leads to an alibi. Don't have to get rid of body if there is no forensic evidence on the body. What the fuck? <laughs> and I'm even like adding words. Like when it says like get killing knives quiet multiple like he literally wrote get killing knives dash quiet dash multiple like like i'm even adding words to this you know like <sighs> he was so like matter of fact just like get bleach hyphen denature proteins dude made a fucking to-do list and why it was on his to-do list yeah and it's like you literally made them like the perfect receipt of everything you did and then you actually did all of these things so then they can also see it all on like security footage and like whatnot. even without the receipts without the security footage without any like literally that one little journal would have gotten him convicted yeah so the, you know honestly i thought this was going to be the really long one but this ended up way shorter than the other ones because but that's all i have but um, why but it why? was so wild. <laughs> but why? I asked myself that many, many times. 
while writing these notes. Um, I mean, besides, I mean, obviously, sorry, uh, like, obviously he did it because he wanted money. My best guess would be that because he left and went to college in like Louisiana, like maybe he was a little hard up on money because he didn't want to work because he's never worked his entire life. And he probably said something to his parents and was like, you need to send me more money. And they were probably like, no, we've been supporting you your whole life. You're a grown ass fucking adult. Literally just go get a job. Like you're trying to be a plastic surgeon right now. Go get a job. And I'm assuming that's why he did it. Cause it was clearly about the insurance money. Um, um, so according to knoxville news sentinel prosecutors alleged that joel guy jr began planning his parents murder after they told him they were going to retire and cut him off financially oh look at that what a great (laughs) i knew that they were retiring which is why i was like they were probably gonna take away his income little fucking bitch boy little fucking bitch boy and it's like like I don't like I do believe that in a way like I'm sure he wanted the money and I'm sure he threw a f- absolute fucking bitch fit when they were like no we're not going to support you anymore but at the same time it's like then why did you do all that extra stuff like like also insurance companies don't pay out if they don't have bodies like 99% of the time like if they just go missing which seems like that's kind of what his idea was because he's you know trying to like you know break down the bodies and like grind them into meat and shit that it like it seems like he's obviously trying to dispose of the bodies which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense because then you're not going to get the insurance money like it would have made more sense <sighs> to make it look like they got killed in like a home invasion Like, maybe use a gun and just shoot them a couple times and, like, steal some stuff and, like, rummage around the house or something. Like, it makes way less sense to do all of the things that he did. Like, I feel like there's got to be more there. Like, that's more than just about money. (sighs) Like. Fucking stupid. Yeah. I told you you wouldn't like it very much. Yeah, I... My rage is the only thing distracting me from the fact that I have to pee so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, we could we could wrap this up. I'm still just stuck on the head thing. Uh, that is that yeah. is my keep it spooky. Keep it spooky, but not so spooky that you physically rip someone's. I don't how 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 like I get it in like a Bigfoot movie or something, but like how does a person do it? I have so many questions, and I don't want any of them answered. <laughs> Keep it spooky, but not so spooky that you keep a fucking journal. Not that fucking spooky. Like, also, how did you think through everything so... Well, sort of think through everything. He had some significant plot holes in his theory here. But, like, he clearly did a decent amount of research and, like, planned this out. How did you you do all that and not get rid of the paper? Also, like... You did all this research on how to dispose of the bodies, but you didn't, like, I don't know, do the research on the technicalities of how you get the inheritance. Right, like, because he clearly did some research in the thing because he, like, was writing, like, how, like, 
you know, because his dad is also dead, like he can't claim the mom's inheritance, which means it's going to go to him because he's like the natural born son, like the full son of both of them and all this. Stuff. So it's like clearly he did some research, but like you didn't do enough to find out that insurance companies almost never pay out if there's not a physical body. Also, like like I said, like you're not going to dispose of this piece of paper with all of the evidence. Literally. On it. Like you could have just burned it. It was just notebook paper. Literally. Like and nobody ever would have found it. And, like, there was still evidence against him, but there was significantly that, less without that straight-up note saying, hey, this is all of the things I'm going to do. God. Like, because they had the security camera footage, but, like, I mean, he was buying stuff that, like, you could explain away. Like, most of the things they caught him buying, like, the big plastic tote. Well, he just moved to a different city. Like, you could probably explain that away. Even, like, the bleach sprayer, like, he just moved into a new apartment in a new state. Like, he could say, like, hey, my bathroom had mold, so I bought a bleach sprayer, you know? Like, he could have tried to explain some of that stuff away, maybe, if there wasn't just a big old notebook saying, hey, here's all the things I'm gonna do. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you? Okay, we just talked about Jodi Arias, and even she had a defense. Like, this man's (laughs) defense attorneys were, like... We've got nothing. I don't have a single thing for you. I just, I want to see the video from this court because I'm just picturing this like old defense attorney that is about to retire and just does not give a fuck anymore. Just sitting there with like his arms crossed and like his feet up on the table and the prosecution's like, I rest my case. And he's just like, bravo. Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) I just think. Oh my god. Yeah, everything about this was just so ridiculous and outdated at every turn that I was like, you know what? This is a single murder that I will talk about. This this one is worth it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because I have never heard about those things happening ever in my entire life. Follow us on all the things, which you can conveniently find right on our Beacons page. You want Twitter, you want TikTok, you want Instagram, you want Patreon, you want whatever you want. We got it, and that's where it is. Nice and conveniently, easy to find, and revamped. Um, So, yeah. All of this is a a keep it spooky. Not this fucking spooky, guys. (laughs) Yeah, like, goddamn, at least burn the journal. Dude, something. (laughs) Something, man. (laughs) I I have no words. Stay spooky.